Welcome to Season 3 of In Search of Peace and Healing. I'm your host, Celia Boone. Hello, and welcome to Season 3, y'all. So glad you're listening today. I took a little break took some time for good self-care, had some fun. Of course, I try to do that every day and just got some rest and am refreshed and ready to start the new season. So before I get started, I want to tell you, uh, Ken has been busy during our break. He created a whole new website with he create he got all this new artwork, put it together, and I love it and hope you guys like it too. Oh, and I love him too. <laughs> um when we take a break and at the end of this episode, if you don't mind, please note the new website address and um you know how to get in touch with us because we have so much more to say. So when I was thinking about how to start off this new season, um, I was thinking, okay, it's the end of summer, getting closer to fall. The kids are back in education mode, whether they're physically going to school or whether they're getting schooled at home, you know, the homeschool thing, um, I have friends that have small children and I have friends that have small grandchildren that are school age. And I was thinking this morning, wow, it's a good thing that I am not a homeschooling mom. It's a good thing that I don't have young children (laughs) because if I had several children and I had to homeschool them, I would move them quickly through the grades one per day And then pronounce them graduates and then say, okay, kids, now your next task is to go get jobs, okay? (laughs) So I don't think I would do very well at the homeschooling thing. (laughs) It's just as well that I'm old and don't have small children. (laughs) Okay, so today's episode, I decided to start off with Things that I've learned in life. Um, I'm 60 years old and people go, oh no, you couldn't be, but yes, I am. And I'm delighted that I lived nearly this long because I always thought that I would die early. I always believed that. So every time I have a birthday, it's a big celebration. And I love being alive today. So... I'm going to start off with one of my favorite things that I've learned. Love is stronger than hate. Now, I have also learned that really, truly, hatred arises from fear plus ego. And, um, you know, if people weren't afraid... If people didn't have issues with ego um, and have that combination, there wouldn't be hatred. And so 
but I, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in my own life where there were situations, situations where hate was running rampant and, um, you know, that it was able, I was able to get some help from friends and trusted advisors, my mentor, and really be able to overcome the hate with love and kindness. And um, so that's the most important lesson of my life that I need to remember every day. Because sometimes it just seems like all the bad guys are winning and um, things are just so discordant and everybody's at war and there's a war on this and a war on that and people, you know, peaceful protesting and then other guys come in and, you know, bash in windows and start fires and, and it's just a mess. I just have to remind myself love is stronger than hate. And love also gives us responsibility to stand up for what is right. So if, if some behavior is not how love behaves, then that's not okay for me. Another lesson is there is tremendous healing power in forgiveness. I've talked about this um, some uh, in my last season, last couple seasons, I've talked about forgiveness and, um, you know, the steps that I've used to achieve forgiveness in my life. Um, and there's a quote that I found from the Dalai Lama, which I really, really like. He says, be kind wherever possible. It's always possible. So that goes along with the love is stronger than hate is be kind. And when you're too tired to be kind, just be kind. Um, I've also learned in my life that in order to get started, you have to get started. Mark Twain put it best, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. But even to get started, you have to start. And if something is overwhelming, and I can break it down into small tasks and get started with one small task. And then, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Confucius said, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. And that reminds me to be persistent. You know, um, the people in college, when I was in college for many years, um, I discovered that the people who made the best grades weren't the ones with the highest IQs or the most creativity. Um, they were the people with persistence. They just kept going, kept taking classes, kept going, just kept persisting. And that... Um, you know, it really made me think because I was like, wait a minute, if the best and brightest aren't doing the best in college, that easily translate to life as well. 
to the rest of life, to work, to, you know, situations in the community, everything. Persistence is the way to reach your goals. Um, after, oh, let's say 44 years of, of life, when I had been making some really bad choices for quite a while, um, I learned that good judgment comes from experience. And experience comes from bad judgment. You know, I don't have to, fortunately, at this stage of my life, learn, I don't have to make all the mistakes to learn all the lessons. I can look at other people and watch them make mistakes and go, ooh, I don't want to do that, so I'll learn that lesson without having to go through the pain. But all of us, each of us, has to make some mistakes so that we can learn our own good judgment the hard way. I've also learned that God loves me. Whatever, whoever, you know, I don't understand God, but I do know that God adores me. Because the miracles worked and the way things have worked out when I've asked him for help. It's very clear. Along with that, I've learned that the fastest way, the only way to be happy comes through right living. Living the best life that I can. If I'm doing something wrong, if I'm carrying resentment or plotting against somebody or, you know, even just in my mind... I'm not happy. It makes me miserable. Um, In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it talks about asking God to help us do the right thing. And so there's a motto in AA which talks about do the next right thing, especially if you don't know what to do. Do the next right thing. And if you don't know what the next right thing is, do the next thing right. If you have no clue what to do, pick up a broom. And um, it's pretty good, pretty good motto. Um, see, that and my group of friends and, and my support network taught me that I had to behave my way into right thinking. I had tried for at least 25 years at that time to think my way into right behaving, to think my way thin, to think my way into drinking less, to think my way into shopping less, to think my way whatever, think my way rich. You know, because I thought having a whole lot of money would make my situation far better. Um, But you see, I can't fix my mind with my mind. I needed help from others. And most of all, 
I needed to take suggestions that were actions, action-based. And by doing that, my goals just kept on getting reached, you know, with persistence and consistent. You know, I saw dietitians. I saw my doctors. I joined the Y and got in the pool, you know, water jogging and walking and all these things. And you know what? I lost a bunch of weight, 250 pounds. I didn't do it by thinking about it. I did it by getting busy and taking actions. Now, speaking what you want to bring into being is okay as long as you, you know, do that, follow it, but with the right behavior. Um, But just, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. That never got anything for me. And I was hoping that people would judge me by what I was going to do, by my intentions. And I found out they don't do that. They judge you on your actions, you know. And when I lost 250 pounds, they were like, wow, way to go. So um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take a break right here because I still have much more to say this afternoon. And um, so we're going to take a quick break and be sure to listen for our new website. You're listening to In Search of Peace and Healing with Celia Boone. We'll return to this episode in just a moment. We invite you to visit our website much more to say.weebly.com. That's much more the number two say.weebly.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. from the break. So did you get the new website address? If not, don't worry, we're going to say it, give it to you again at the end. Okay, so I was talking about the things that I've learned. I've learned that if we have a relationship with the divine and God has work for us to do, the walls come down with a gentle push. In addition, I've learned that if things are very confusing and all up in the air and mixed up or whatever, that really, you know, the directions that I get, the ideas that come into my mind that I believe are divinely sent messages are not confusing. So, um, you know, um, there are times when I been supposed to speak or play, you know, give a seminar at a certain spot, and things just didn't work out. Okay, I don't have to beat the wall down. And the places that I've gone that I was supposed to be there, and there were people that needed to hear what I said, because they were having a crisis of faith. 
everything worked out and it was just easy as pie. And Ken and I would walk up to the wall and we, before we got there, the thing would fall down. And so, um, I've just seen that work over and over and over again. Back to persistence. If you're being persistent and doing something that you need to do, don't give up five minutes before your miracle happens. Because so many times the good Lord has honored my work, honored my actions, and done it in some really wild ways. And um, that proved to me that the good Lord has a great sense of humor. Um, but yeah, don't give up before the miracle happens, right before. Um, another um, saying that I heard Years ago, when I was working in a hospital information technology um, company, and um, somebody had written this on, on the board, make all the friends you can. There are going to be times in your life when you will need them all. I've always remembered that. Now, I'm a social person. I love friends, and I'm blessed with many, many, many friends. But not everybody is. But make all the friends you can. And when the chips are down, you, you'll be surprised who comes around and helps that you didn't even really know um, cared that much for you. It's happened to me several times. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And fortunately, um, I have learned how to wait. If something happens, I don't have to immediately, immediately respond or react because I want to be an actor, not a reactor. But I can take a moment send up a prayer. I need intuitive thought here and just wait for a moment before I respond. See, I used to think that my perceptions were reality, that my thoughts were all real, true, and accurate. And it was really a surprise to me that they're not. They're just perceptions. And so if I take that moment and wait, Sometimes I can figure out, okay, let's clear away the percep which part is perception and which part is true. Um, this is one I've heard all my life. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You see, intellectuals solve problems that geniuses prevent. And not everybody who has a high IQ has smart. And the way I define the difference between those is intellectuals have a great capacity to gather lots of knowledge. Somebody who has smarts is able to take the knowledge and put it to use for the good of themselves and others. And others before themselves even. You know, if you can help your entire community because you have smarts, that's, that's my version of success, you know, and I try to be helpful. So, um, you know, if I can 
wait a moment. That's another thing. Sometimes if I wait a minute before acting, um, I'll kind of get a red flag in my gut and realize, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I would create a whole train wreck if I did. Another thing that I've learned is if you are unhappy, run. Don't walk. Run to help someone else whose problems are worse than yours. Especially if it takes you some time and some effort to do it. Because what happens is the misery turns into gratitude. It's magic. Try it if you haven't. It's, it's really magic. If you are grateful for the blessings that you have, you will always have enough. You see, for so many years, all I wanted was a whole bunch more than what I had. You know, if you would have given me a million dollars, I would have needed 10 million because a million just wouldn't be enough to buy me in my head what was on my shopping list. And that's crazy. But if I want what I have instead of wanting what I don't have, my life is going to be far better. The fastest way from where I am to abject misery is wanting more than what I have. It really just, it turns on this giant wanter within me. And um, I actually used to say as an affirmation, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want more than I have. And I said that over and over and, you know, writing a lot of gratitude lists help me to appreciate what I have and not be wanting all the stuff that I don't have. Okay. This is great, great, great um, advice that somebody gave me. Look for the people who are lit from within. Those are the people you want to hang around with. Because they will inspire you. They will help you shine your light. And your life will be much better. Now, if you're in a relationship, whether it's friend, co-worker, spouse, family, whatever, with someone who dims your light, or tries to um, turn it off. You may need to exit the relationship, or you may need to do some really uh, some deep work. Because I know for me, I am out, I allowed emotional abuse to dim my light for a long, long, long time. Um, I grew up in a big family, and. Um, you know, my mom was very cruel and there was a lot of emotional abuse. So that was what I was accustomed to. And I didn't even know what it was to have a light to shine. Um, and I went into, um, my first marriage thinking that emotional abuse wasn't emotional abuse. And it took me a while before I could really recognize some of the forms of it that were not obvious to me at first. 
Um, I took it because I was afraid to try to live alone. I was afraid I couldn't make it on my own. I was in such poor health. But then I got up and went for help. Things happened. I kept behaving my way into right thinking. And after a bit, I spent over a year living by myself, alone, in an apartment. And I came to love times of solitude. Because that's when I really, I think my communication with the good Lord is the clearest. And the divine spirit, you know, I could feel the, physically feel the divine spirit a lot more clearly. Um, so look for people who are lit from within. They aren't necessarily rich. They aren't necessarily, you know, have all the best toys or all the best um, of anything. But they're the people that generally have peace, are smiling, don't sweat the small stuff, and have a great deal to teach you and are eager to help you shine your light too. Okay. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that comes from Psalm 23. That to me is kind of the 23rd Psalm saying, okay, shit's going to happen. If we live long enough, each of us will have significant problems and struggles that seem just overwhelming, that hurt. Oh, man. I have learned that pain is the touchstone to spiritual growth. And without pain, I don't grow. Because if I'm kicked back in the swimming pool and everything is going great, well, how much growth do you think I'm interested in going after? Mm, I just like things how they are. Thank you. Thank you very much. But it, it's though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't have to be afraid. I've been through a whole lot of hard troubles, many of which were brought on by my own bad decisions. You know, so when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm a tough broad in the valley, maybe one of the toughest. <laughs> and I have a tough God there with me too. Now, this one, I didn't know who said it until today, but I heard it a few years back, and I've said it a lot, and this is one that um, some of my supporters quote back to me if I'm uh, having a hard time. If you're going through hell, keep going. Winston Churchill said that. So, if you're going through hell, my friend, keep going. Don't stop. Purchase land, build a house, and move in furniture. Hell is not someplace you want to reside. Trust me. If you're going through hell, just keep going. You will reach the end of it. Now, I'm going to end with one of my very favorite passages in the Bible. Actually, it is my favorite. And it goes like this. 
and it came to pass. It came to pass. Nothing lasts forever. This too will pass. Now, you may have to wait a while. Sometimes we even have to wait until we reach the pearly gates. But nothing lasts forever that's bad. This too will pass. And one other thing that I want you to take to heart and know. We may not be acquainted personally, but I love you. And for those of my wonderful friends who are listening, you know that I love you. So let's spread the love, people. It is way stronger than hate. And see what we can do to make our little corners of the world a better place today. You have been listening to Celia Boone in search of peace and healing. And um, I just want to give us a closing little thought. First of all, I'm kind of famous for saying, take what you like and leave the rest. If something you, if you profoundly disagree with something I've said, it wasn't meant for you. And you don't need to take it on. But I do want you to know that although we're living in scary times, unfamiliar things are happening. Don't be afraid to ask the God of your understanding or the invisible hand or, you know, who, whatever it is, some form of goodness in the universe that's stronger than you, the power of love, ask that your fear be removed and then see what happens. Once again, I love you all. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to In Search of Peace and Healing with Celia Boone, a production of the Descant Music and Media Group. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more than number two, say.weebly.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our podcasts are hosted on Spreaker. We're also available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and most podcast directories. Thanks for listening.